your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 722 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. I just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we have quite a lot to talk about here on this uh, special Sunday morning edition of Locked On New York Rangers, do we not? Uh, just an absolute nightmare of a two-game back-to-back Friday and Saturday, uh, losing 3-2 to two to the Senators in overtime after choking away the lead in the final minute, and then just an absolutely abysmal, unacceptable, rock-bottom performance against the Chicago Blackhawks en route to a 5-2 loss. But hey, you know what? The Blackhawks were pretty hot coming into this game. You got to give the Rangers a little bit of a break. I mean, the Blackhawks were 0-7-1 in their last eight games, so dealing with a really talented team that is totally not trying to tank this season. Um, You guys can probably tell by my tone uh, where I'm at and how I feel about the way the Rangers have played over these past couple of games here. And we got a lot to talk about, like I said today. And this is actually going to be part one of what I'm considering a two-parter. We're going to have this Sunday edition here, the Sunday morning edition. We're also going to do an episode Monday, uh, that's the plan at least, before the Rangers play the Blues. Because there is just so much to talk about uh, from every angle. We got two games, we got a couple of roster moves, and a whole lot of other uh, BS to talk about, basically. Uh, Again, based on, you know, where this team is right now. Um, So... Like I said, we're going to break down everything. I want to start with the Senators game. Not going to spend as much time on this one as the Blackhawks game because, you know, obviously the, the Blackhawks game happened more recently and I think was even more concerning than the game against the Senators, which is why it was so weird to hear Gerard Gallant after the game against the Blackhawks say that he thought the Rangers played better uh, in that one than they did against the Senators. I didn't see it. I mean, granted, both games were pretty bad. So maybe he saw something that, that we collectively didn't, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like that game against the Blackhawks was rock bottom for the season, and that's another disturbing trend is that it seems like every time we think that this team can't play a worse game, can't have more of a down moment, they find a way to top themselves. You know, I didn't think anything was going to top uh, them being up 3 nothing against the Oilers with 15 minutes left and losing that game in regulation, but at least the game against the Oilers, you can say, well, hey, the Rangers played at least they played great for two periods, 40 strong minutes of hockey. And obviously they played about, I don't know, three minutes of strong hockey in this game against the Blackhawks last night. So I don't know, pick pick your poison and pick whatever uh, game you thought was, was the low point of the season. Uh, bottom line is it's really not good right now. But like I said, I do want to start with the Senators game, talk at least a little bit about that before we shift our attention to uh, the wonderful performance against the Blackhawks. So the Senators game, the first thing that kind of stands out to you is, once again, this theme of the Rangers finding ways to lose. Last season, they found ways to win. This year, they find ways to lose. It's really just that simple. The one loss, the one type of loss that we hadn't seen the Rangers uh, experience so far this season was blowing a lead in the final you know, minute, less than a minute to go. Unless I'm forgetting one, which I will admit is possible because 
you know, like you guys, I, I think my brain is kind of going a mile a minute right now trying to process everything that I'm seeing and trying to figure out all the different problems that this Ranger team has. I don't recall the Rangers giving up a lead like at the very end of regulation and then going on to lose. I know against the Sharks, they, they flirted with disaster, uh, you know, almost giving up two goals in the final 15 seconds in that game, uh, but it was only the one goal that they allowed. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the one kind of loss that it feels like the Rangers did not have uh, this season, uh, at least to this point. That was, of course, giving up a goal in the final minute of regulation, which is what happened here. The Rangers are up 2-1. to one. They didn't play a great game, but you're hoping they can kind of just grind their way to a, uh, a win against a not-so-great last-place Ottawa Senators team. They couldn't do it. Uh, Vincent Trocek tries to clear the puck. It hits Jacob Truba, results in a turnover. The Senators throw the puck at the net. They get a deflection. It goes into the net, and just like that, we're tied. Game goes into overtime, and I have zero confidence uh, as far as anything good that's going to happen for the Rangers once the game goes into overtime. It shouldn't be like this. You know, the Rangers, we, we talked about this in the past where I feel like they, as much as any team in hockey, are kind of built for three-on-three overtime. And that's not to say that, like, in the offseason, if you're a general manager around this league, that you look to put together a roster that's going to excel at three-versus-three play because, I mean, first of all, it doesn't happen that often. It, it's only overtime in the regular season. And... Only so many games are going to go into overtime, and then it's only five minutes anyway. And obviously, there is no three-on-three overtime in the playoffs. Thank God for that. Um, but bottom line, coincidentally or not, the Rangers, it would appear with their excellent goalie, their Vesna winning goalie from last season, and with all these skill players that they have, it seems like they would be built for three-on-three overtime hockey, and they just suck at it. They, they cannot win a game in overtime. They, this season now, games that have gone to overtime or the shootout, they now, their record... One and five. Try to figure that out. Try to figure out why this team, with their all-world goalie and all these highly talented players, cannot win a game in overtime or in the shootout. And in fact, they can't even get it to a shootout because, yeah, one and five combined in overtime and the shootout, only one of those games has actually even made it to the shootout. So forgive me if I'm not confident when this team goes into overtime. And, you know, something that happened in the overtime of this game, I think kind of just sums up exactly how the season is going right now, is that... The Rangers just, they're not clutch. They're not making big plays in big spots like they did last season. Mika Zibanejad gets an overtime opportunity, uh, excuse me, an overtime breakaway opportunity. There we go. And he goes in alone, went in really slow. I mean, granted, he can do that if he wants because he had all day. There was nobody anywhere near him. But the save is made by Talbot. And then, what, like a minute later, whatever it was, uh, Kachuk gets a breakaway for the Senators. Uh, Panarin's, you know, he's trying to chase him down, but... I mean, he's not going to be able to body Kachuk. That's just a mismatch as far as size is concerned. And Kachuk goes five-hole right through Igor Shosturkin. And Shosturkin, I mean, he doesn't have his fastball right now either. I think that's fair to say at this point. It was basically just like a changeup. You know, it almost looked like it slid off of Kachuk's uh, stick. And there was a goal that was scored against Igor not that long ago on a breakaway where kind of the same thing happened. They just, they don't actually shoot the puck. They kind of just let it slide through him, and it goes right through the five hole and into the net. So Mika can't convert on his breakaway chance, but Kachuk converts on his, and just like that, the Rangers uh, lose the game. If Mika scores, obviously they win. If he doesn't score and, and Igor makes a stop on Kachuk, then at least we're still playing. We're getting late in the overtime. Maybe it goes to the shootout. Maybe the Rangers can win uh, there. But again, forgive me if I don't have uh, a ton of confidence in uh, what the Rangers are, are going to do when, when games go to overtime right now. Let's throw a positive in there. Kravtsov got his first goal of the season. Good. Um, kind of a weird play. You know, Kravtsov went in up the left side, took a shot. It got blocked. 
Uh, but credit to Krausov for at least sticking with it and, you know, scoring on the far side of the net. That gave the Rangers a one to nothing lead in the game. But, you know, every single time that one of these Ranger former first-round forwards actually does something, actually has a good game or a strong shift or, God forbid, scores a goal— I know I'm asking for a lot there, but every time it happens, whether it's Krasov or Lafreniere or Gautier or Hita, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. You kind of try to talk yourself into it as a fan right now, right? Like, okay, nice. Uh, Krasov got a goal here. Maybe he's off and running. He is playing with Panarin after all and with Trocek too. Maybe he can get this thing kind of rolling and maybe that's what the second line is going to look like going forward. Maybe Krasov can can launch from here. And I'm just using Krasov as an example. I'm not just picking on him because it's basically... Nobody on this Ranger team is blameless, and that includes the coaching staff as well. But every time that one of these former first-rounders does something, you try to convince yourself that, okay, maybe this is going to be the moment where everything turns for them. Kravtsov was as much of a ghost as anybody in the following game against the Blackhawks. After what he played was a fairly strong game against the setters, not just the goal, I, I thought he looked all right other than that as well. But he goes back to uh, you know just being a complete ghost, uh, as did a lot of players on this team. Uh, then you get Jacob Truba into a fight with uh, Kachuk. You've got Kadrow also getting into a fight a couple minutes later. Jacob Truba, a lot can be said about him. At least he cares. And I know, you know, him throwing his helmet that uh, against the Blackhawks, not against the Senators, that rubs certain people the wrong way because they say, well, you're part of the problem. You're not playing well. You know what? I'm glad he did it. I got to see at least some fire, some emotion out of this team. Something that I tweeted out in the game against the Blackhawks, and we will get to the game against the Blackhawks in just a second here. I'm kind of all over the place right now, but that's just the nature of the beast right now when trying to once again figure out everything wrong with this team. But when Trocek, or excuse me, when Truba fired uh, his helmet, I, I kind of like snapped out of it. I was like, oh, wow, somebody on this team has a pulse. Something that I tweeted out in the game against the Blackhawks was, did any Ranger player talk to any other Ranger player like on the bench, on the ice at all during this game other than Jacob Truba yelling at everybody to pick it the bleep up? I didn't see anybody like conversing with anybody. Everybody's just a ghost right now. You know, if I put as much effort into today's episode as the Rangers put into that game against the Blackhawks, it would just be me staring at the camera for like 30 minutes and, and like maybe just like making a random noise every so often. Now I realize I'm sitting on my butt report recording a podcast. These guys are playing professional hockey. One is a little bit more demanding than the other. I'll let you figure out which is which. But bottom line, uh, the effort was a serious problem. And I'm glad that at least Truba uh, had a little bit of a pulse, you know, blood throwing, flowing through his body and, you know, challenged his teammates. It, it seemed like they got the message at least a little bit, you know, for, for a couple of minutes there. And then everything fell apart in the third period. But yeah, as far as the Senators game, getting back to that, I mean, again, it's just the fact that they gave up the equalizer with less than a minute left and then lost in overtime, it is so much less surprising than I want it to be. I'm not surprised at all. And, you know, the fact that I knew that most of today's episode was not going to be about the Senators game because obviously I looked at the schedule and saw the Rangers were going to be playing on Saturday as well. Um, it's one of those things I disconnected from it as quickly as I've disconnected from a Ranger loss all season. They lost in overtime. I turned off the TV and I said, well, that's that. They lost. Whatever. I mean, I knew I was going to still come on here and talk about it, but I needed to just like kind of just break away for, for a couple minutes there and uh, was able to do that. Um, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep everything rolling in just a second. I, I feel like we're just kind of getting warmed up here today. Uh, going to talk briefly about a couple of the roster moves that they made and then going to uh, try to figure out what in God's name is going on with this team and, and what happened against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks as well. Um, and we will do all that in just a second. 
But first, gotta let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started using AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for about seven or eight months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and your aging. It's lifestyle-friendly whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And I did want to go ahead and uh, talk briefly about a couple of the roster moves that the Rangers made uh, prior to this game against the Blackhawks. I'm going to save this. Like I said, it's going to be a two-part episode, so to speak. We're going to save uh, you know, a deeper dive into this for the next episode um, because there's just so much to talk about as far as the Rangers' performance on the ice. Uh, you know, As far as you know, making changes to the 22nd or 23rd player, I don't think it makes a slight bit of difference right now. But bottom line, these are the moves the, the Rangers made before the game against the Blackhawks. Call up defenseman Ben Harper, call up forward Johnny Brodzinski, and Zach Jones sent down to the AHL. Ben Harper, kind of a journeyman defenseman at this point. Johnny Brodzinski, we know about him. He's kind of the quintessential AHL, NHL uh, swingman. You know, he kind of bounces up and down between the Rangers and Wolfpack every season. Seems to spend more time with the Wolfpack than the Rangers, and he is the captain there as well. But honestly, the way things are going, I wouldn't mind seeing him get into the lineup. That's where we're at right now. We're I'm ready to just kind of grab at anything. Like, okay, put Johnny Brodzinski into the lineup. Maybe he gives the Rangers a spark. Maybe he can give them a goal. Maybe he can give them some secondary scoring. Uh, probably not because, you know, again, he, he's kind of just – he is what he is. He's an NHL, AHL, swingman-type player. But it gets to a point where you're just dying for a different look or a different player, just, just anything, anything to grab onto, anything to get excited about. Um, and as far as Zach Jones being sent down, if they determine that Libor Hayek is their guy and that he's going to be the sixth defenseman going forward, then I see no reason for Zach Jones to sit in the press box every single night. I don't think I agree with that decision. I don't think Hayek's been anything special. I don't think Jones has been anything special either. But with Hayek, as I've talked about in the past, I feel like he's had his chances uh, up over 100 games now. Zach Jones, you're, you're trying to get him going. You're, you're trying to see what you have there. And I would imagine at this point, a little bit more upside uh, with with Jones, excuse me, than uh, with Hayek. But I, I do prefer that. At least if Jones isn't going to play and you're not going to put him in the NHL lineup anyway, then okay, send him down to the to the Wolfpack. You can do that without exposing him to waivers or anything like that. And uh, that's where Jones finds himself 
uh, right now. And like I said, I'll dive into this in a little bit more detail in the next episode. We'll, we'll talk about Ben Harper a little bit. I know everybody's really excited about that. But um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll break down that decision a little bit more uh, in the next one. But we got to talk about this game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And you know, my thought going into this game is that, okay, well, you know what? The Rangers, they beat the Senators on, what was it? Wednesday. Okay, good. Not a perfect performance, as we talked about, but I thought the Rangers went to work in that game. And, uh, you know, one of the few blue-collar efforts that we've seen from this team this season. They were not perfect. I didn't think they ever really hit fifth gear, which that's a recurring problem is too, because this team looks so slow night in, night out. Everybody's out there skating in quicksand. I don't know what the problem is there. But bottom line, they beat the Senators on Wednesday. Uh, a good, if unspectacular, performance found a way to grind their way to a win, defended pretty well. Halak finally gets a win. Rangers win 3-1. to one. Okay, letter grade, as I said during uh, during our recap episode of that game, I give it a B plus. Then you play at home against the Senators. And again, this, this was not a fantastic game by the Rangers, but it's 1-1 going into the third period. They take the lead. Okay, Rangers are going to win a game in the third period. They're actually going to you know outplay their, their opponent in the third period. Doesn't happen. Uh, Senators end up tying the game. It goes into overtime, and they win. We already talked about that. Uh, not good at all. Now we're playing at home against the Chicago Blackhawks, a team that, once again, is 0-7-1 in its last eight games, a team that is not even trying to hide the fact that it is tanking this season, a team that is made up of guys who are, you know, basically fringe NHL players. A lot of them probably belong in the AHL, if I'm being completely honest, uh, a team of journeymen and guys who are just waiting to be traded. That's the Chicago Blackhawks right now. That's what their team is made up of. And they, the Rangers just completely lay an egg. And if you win this game, if you can beat this team that has no interest in competing this year, has no interest in winning this year, and a team that is you know, going to take the long road as far as uh, the rebuild is concerned, a team that's probably going to trade Taze and Kane, I mean, Kane for sure, you would have to think, and you lay down, you lose them. All you had to do was beat the team that I just described, and despite, you know, it not being perfect and, and you know, maybe the Rangers, if they win this game against the Blackhawks, maybe it's a similar situation to the win against the Senators where, like, you know, okay, they, they weren't great, but they found a way to get it done. If you just beat this Blackhawks team, then you would have gotten five out of a possible six points in the span of four days. Playing three games in four days, get five out of six points. That's pretty good. And I realize the Senators, last place team, the Blackhawks, not even trying to win this season. So it's not exactly a murderer's row of opponents. But you know what? The way things are going for the Rangers lately and, you know, the, the all the problems and all the things you can nitpick, five points and six out of a possible six and doing so in the span of just four days, you would sign up for that in about two seconds. But did the Rangers beat the Blackhawks? No, they didn't. They laid down and they died. Uh, I, I just, I don't even know what the problem is at this point. <laughs> there's, there's too many problems to list. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Hayek a second ago. So fresh off of essentially winning the sixth defenseman job, I don't really know how else to look at it unless you think that Ben Harper is going to cut into Libor Hayek's playing time, which maybe he will after this. Uh, but what does Libor Hayek do? Well, the Rangers get off to a pretty good start in this game. First two minutes or so, I mean, I, I know it's not a, an enormous amount of time here, but again, you'll take anything you can get as far as positives with this team right now. But the Rangers, you know, they get off to a pretty solid start in this game. And then the Blackhawks have the puck behind the Ranger net. Uh, Truba passes along the boards behind the net to Hayek. Hayek can't handle it. Very simple pass. Bounces off of his stick. And then he gets knocked on his ass. The Blackhawks take the puck away. And they set it to the front of the net. And they score. And just like that, it's one to nothing. And all the bad vibes kind of just creep back in. I mean, if you're watching this game, there's a little bit of, oh my God, here we go again. You know, bad start. 
Uh, Halak, you know, he's he hasn't played well either. Probably could have come up with a save here. Certainly could have come up with, uh, you know, other than the five-on-three goal that the Blackhawks scored. I mean, there wasn't much he could do on that one, but the goal that made it three to nothing was really bad too. But honestly, that's another reason how you know that it's gotten really, really bad for the Rangers uh, this season because I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anybody going after Yaroslav Halak on Twitter last night. And granted, you know, again, this this was not, I'm not going to put this all at his feet. He obviously was not that great in this game. He wasn't tested often. And when he was tested, he tended to fail. But prime Dominic Hasek was not going to win this game for the Rangers last night. No, nobody, no goalie can make the difference when the effort is as bad as what we got from the Rangers. So yeah, Halak wasn't good, but that I'm not even sure that was like in the top 10 biggest problems that the Rangers had uh, in this game last night. Wanted to also talk about some of the missed scoring opportunities for the Rangers. So they're down one nothing. Uh, chance to get back into it. Jimmy Vesey, I tweeted this out last night as well. He was one of the only Rangers skating hard and looking to make things happen in this game. And I think he's out of place on the first line, just like I'm sure a lot of you do. But at least I saw some effort from Jimmy Vesey in this game. He went hard to the net, you know, kind of drew uh, the goalie toward him, Marazic. And then he passed to his right to Lafreniere. Lafreniere's got what looks to be an easy uh, tip-in goal on the side of the net, and he just misses it. Now, something that I think happened on this play, when VZ made the pass, a Chicago defenseman got his stick on it, and I think in so doing, in fact, I know in so doing, the puck slowed down a little bit. So Lafreniere's ready to shoot, and he's ready to bury his shot, and then all of a sudden the puck slows down, and it doesn't get there to him uh, like he thought it was going to. But be that as it may, you still have to finish this opportunity. This guy was a number one overall pick. Um, you know, the generational talent or whatever else everybody was saying about this guy uh, was going to be, you know, a franchise changer for anybody that got him. You got to bury this this shot. I, I mean, the, the net's wide open, and it still got to him, and he still got his stick on it, and he shot the puck too far uh, to his left. Now, Morazic did make an outstanding save here. He slid back to his left, stuck out his leg, got it with his skate to keep it from going in. But it should have never even come to that because even with full extension for P Peter Morazic on this play, there was still so much of the net that was wide freaking open. Like, there was no reason to even put it anywhere near Morazic and even give him an opportunity to make uh, an outstanding save, which is what he did. Um, so that was not good at all. Then... Uh, the Rangers, just a fantastic power play here. I don't know what's going on with the power play either. I know they scored one in this game, and I mean, they, they also scored when it was five on four with the goalie pulled, but the Ranger power play is just not what it was last year, and it's it's very disheartening. But, um, you know, Fox has the puck in the uh, Blackhawks zone on the power play, just randomly loses it. The Blackhawks clear. Then you have Kreider with a terrible turnover, and they clear again, and the boos are out, and uh, rightfully so. I'm not usually all about you know, booing certain players and, and booing your team. But, you know, sooner or later, I think Ranger fans have been more than fair to this team. And at a certain point, the frustration is going to boil over. Um, and so they let them have it. Finally, you get the second unit on, and the second unit is starting to get a little bit more ice time. I won't mind seeing them start a power play. There's 82 games in the regular season. I think it's okay if the second power play unit starts two or three power plays for the entire season, but they're not doing it right now. Uh, they just won't give them that chance. But Krasov, he turns the puck over, uh, trying to gain the blue line. And uh, the power play pretty much runs out. I think there were like 11 or 13 seconds or something like that. The first period ended and, you know, it carried over into the second. But obviously that didn't lead to anything either. Um, so 
Yeah, we are, again, I feel like, you know, we're, we're two-thirds of the way through this episode here. I, I feel like we're still just getting warmed up because I got a lot more to talk about. And like I said, I think you're seeing why this is going to be a two-parter because there is so much to discuss uh, as far as everything that's ailing this team right now and all the different players you can call out, all the different uh, coaches you can call out. Maybe Drury deserves a call out. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just nobody is blameless. Nobody involved in the Rangers. Nobody employed by the New York Rangers. Even the people working at the stadium, nobody is blameless. I'm kidding. The people working at the stadium, it's not their fault. But you guys get the idea. Uh, but anyway, we're going to keep rolling with all this stuff in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league. From football to basketball to hockey to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so a couple of other things I want to talk about in this game. Like I said, today is kind of looking at all the, the certain plays and the certain things that happen on the ice, and then tomorrow what we'll do, part two, kind of a little bit more of a bigger picture thing. We're going to talk about Gerard Gallant and him potentially being on the hot seat, and at this point, I cannot even believe it's come to this, but that's where we're at. I would find it hard to imagine that Gallant's seat isn't getting uh, at least a little bit hot, and We'll see if he can survive it. We'll see if the Rangers can turn it around. Uh, but something is really, really off with this team right now. So second period. Uh, Truba with a big hit. Gaudreau with a big hit. And then Truba ends up fighting Kara. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, there, there's a lot that you could say about Jacob Truba. There's, his play has certainly left a lot to be desired this season. One thing you cannot question, though, is his uh, how much he cares. Because he showed more fire in this game than maybe all of his teammates combined. And again, I know there's people that don't like, doesn't think that's a good look, you know, the captain firing his helmet into the boards and yelling at his bench as he leaves. But what do you want this guy to do at a certain point? You know, we, we've had the players only meeting. We've had uh, Gallant, you know, call out his team's performance and certain post-game pressers. At a certain point, yeah, you know what? Maybe Truba did show up his teammates there. At a certain point, maybe that's what they need. Maybe these guys need some tough love and Jacob Truba gave it to them. You know, again, he got into a fight here. Um, and, you know, did, did a good job there. Um, ended up getting into a second fight. So Jacob Truba, who's injured right now, playing injured, gets into three fights in two days. That's where the Rangers are at right now. At least he's trying to spark them. I'm not saying that, you know, when you're losing, that the solution is for everybody to just drop the gloves and start fighting everybody. But sooner or later, you need a spark somehow. And we've seen multiple examples of that, whether it's the Rangers or anybody else. Uh, sometimes, you know, a, a team needs to get going. They need to wake up, and uh, a fight can snap you out of it at least a little bit. Um... So then uh, you have the refs blatantly missing a penalty. Uh, Adam Fox was tripped, and the player's stick was stuck in the skate of Adam Fox. So Rangers didn't get a break there. They didn't get a break in terms of uh, how many posts they hit in this game either. I think the final count was four. But as far as the Rangers getting breaks, they don't deserve any. They don't deserve any with the effort that they're putting forward on a night-in and night-out basis. But bottom line, getting back to this play here, uh, Mika goes in. Eventually, the Rangers work the puck to Kreider. Kreider's got a shot at a wide open net, and he completely misses it. He put his arms up into the air like he had scored. I don't know what that was about. That's at least the second time Kreider has done that this season, uh, thinking he has a goal, and he doesn't. 
uh, kind of a weird play. You know, it looked like it, it hit Morazek, hit the post, hit Morazek, hit the post again. It was crazy. You know, the puck was kind of plinkoing all over the place and bad puck luck there. But again, the Rangers don't deserve good puck luck right now. It's funny how the hockey gods, you know, they have a, a way of punishing you when you're not putting in the right amount of effort, and they have a way of uh, rewarding you when you do, and I, I think that's what we're seeing here. The Rangers had some puck luck last season. They're not getting it this year, but the Rangers also fought every game last season, and they're not doing it this year. So you do the math, you figure it out. Um, another power play, you know, Kako draws a uh, trip, which is probably the only time I noticed Kako do anything in this game. And again, I know that, like, I'm, I'm saying certain things about certain players, there is nobody on this team that is blameless. That is the theme of today's episode. Yeah, I've said a couple things about Truba. Uh, I said a couple things about Krasov. I now just kind of took a little swipe at Kako there. There is nobody on this team, uh, the superstar players, nobody that's blameless. Nobody on the coaching staff that's blameless. Nobody in the front office that's blameless for everything that's happening uh, right now. But Kako draws the penalty. Uh, and then, wonderful power play here for the Rangers, too. It ends when Mika Zibanejad takes a slash in the offensive zone. And then Carpenter takes a penalty. Not too long after that, and the Blackhawks end up with a five-on-three, and the face-off happens in the Rangers' zone. The puck drops, and about a half a second later, you get Patrick Kane scoring uh, to make it two to nothing in favor of the Blackhawks. The power play continues. You've got Max Domi basically just walking toward the net, taking a shot, and it just goes right through uh, Yaroslav Halak, and it's three to nothing, and uh, Rangers in all kinds of trouble. Then Jacob Truba with a big hit in the neutral zone, and as is kind of par for the course. Uh, he has to fight for his life after this, and, you know, he he, he fights Jonathan Taze. Uh, Barclay Goodrow got into a fight there as well against Murphy. Goodrow and Murphy both got misconducts because, you know, the first fight was already underway when they started, you know, throwing fists, um, and that's when Truba obviously, you know, yells at his bench, throws his helmet, and uh, tries to snap the Rangers out of their coma. Um, so then, uh, Rangers get a power play out of all this because they, they again, they the instigator, they basically attack Truba after uh, the big hit. And then one-timer Demika Zibanejad, he shoots and scores 3-1 to one late in the second period. And Joe Micheletti, who does an awesome job for the Rangers, I thought he was uh, really on point in this game last night. You know, it's pretty telling when Micheletti and even like Kenny Albert, who's subbing in there for Sam and Valaket and all these analysts, they're starting to lose their minds with this Ranger team too. And Micheletti usually is very positive and, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he has the back of the players and you know, glass half full kind of stuff, but even he's starting to take uh, some exception with what he's seeing from this team, and he was kind of calling out their performance a little bit, but when the Rangers scored this goal, um, you know, Micheletti, he said, you know, that's a big goal for the Rangers, and I'm thinking to myself, is it, is it really? Now, I know in theory it is, and I'm not trying to dispute anything that, that Micheletti said here, because, yeah, in theory, okay, they're back in the game. There's about three minutes left in the second period. Hey, maybe they can get another one right before the break here, and then it's 3-2, to two, good vibes, and you go into the third period, and uh, you complete the comeback. And even if not, even if you go into the third period down 3-1, to one, at least, you know, you got a puncher's chance. You're within striking distance. But I don't know. Did anybody really think that that goal was going to spur the Rangers onto a win here? Okay, the power play finally scored a goal. It's got to happen sooner or later, right? So they scored, and then the third period off to a little bit of a decent start. Trocek hits the post. Um, and then, you know, after a good couple of minutes of the third period, bad pass from Panarin to Truba. Kane takes off with it. Kane's going to go in alone. Truba has to hook him to take a penalty. And then uh, the Blackhawks go on the power play. And then they score and make it 4-1. to one. And at that point, I just stopped taking notes. What was what else was needed to be said after that point? What was going to happen down the stretch? What was I going to talk about? Like a, a zone entry? Zone entry by the Rangers with like four minutes left? 
forget it. The game was over at that point. And I'm always the person that thinks, like, if there's time left, there's always a chance he can come back. The game was over as soon as it went 4-1, to and it was probably over uh, before that. And, you know, as far as, like, post-game comments, you know, I think we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll save some of this for tomorrow's episode because I don't want to rush through it. Galant had some curious comments after this game, uh, mentioned that, uh, he thought the Rangers, once again, were better in this game against the Blackhawks than they were against the Senators. And as I mentioned earlier, they were pretty bad in both games. I would argue they were worse against the Blackhawks, but I'm going to try to make some sense out of that. Talk about uh, his job security or lack thereof in our next episode. And Jacob Truba also had some really curious comments uh, after this game as well. He said, you know, when he was asked a question, he looked like he was just kind of in a daze, just kind of shocked and, and just not really sure what to say or how to make any sense out of anything. Um, and one thing that he said when he was asked a question was, I need to be careful what I say. And he paused for a long time and then was as diplomatic as he could be uh, in his answer. But like I said, I don't want to rush through it here. We're already kind of uh, at the uh, at the limit here, so to speak. And uh, again, I mean, if you're a fan of this team, I can't imagine you're having a lot of fun right now because if you're a fan of the Rangers right now, tell me something that's like fun going on with this team right now or tell me a player you're kind of gravitating toward, or tell me an interesting storyline, interesting in a good way, not a bad way. Point to me anything positive. Point to me anything that, as a Ranger fan, you can kind of grab onto right now and say, you know what, that's clicking, or that's working, or that line combination looks good together, or that uh, defense pairing, they're doing a nice job together. Uh, the power play, anything, anything. What What is there right now to feel good about? What is there right now that you can take as a big positive? What player right now is kind of inspiring you? Which which player do you look at on the Rangers right now and say, you know what, I want to ride with that guy right now. That guy, he's bringing it every single night. And uh, I mean, there, there's a couple examples if you look hard enough, but I, I think you get the idea here that there's not much going right with this team. I guess the penalty kill has still been pretty good, so there's that. I know they gave up a goal in this game, but it was a five on three. But there's not much right now. There, there's not much as far as positives and anything fun. There is nothing about the New York Rangers that is fun right now. Nothing. Nothing. So it has to change. They have to snap out of it. And, uh, you know, one more thing that I'll, one more thought that I'll leave you guys with here. It's something that I tweeted out also last night. The Rangers, despite how bad this has gotten and how much that we're all starting to collectively lose our minds here, the Rangers right now, if the season ended right now, or as of last night, because I think the Panthers won a game and that's going to change the standings. And I, I think that changed some things. But when this game ended last night, the Rangers were still tied for the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you heard that right. Maybe the Eastern Conference isn't as awesome as I thought that it was because when you look at how the Rangers have done and how badly they've played lately, the idea that they're still tied for a playoff spot is incredible. Now, there are some teams that they're kind of neck and neck with that have you know one game in hand, two games in hand, whatever it might be. Um, so we'll conveniently ignore that for this stat. But uh, bottom line, the fact that they're even in some way tied for a playoff spot or very much within striking distance, when you look at how bad they've played, um, I mean, I guess it's a good thing, right? Because they, there's still a lot of season to go, and uh, they can step on the gas at any time. But my God, there, there's so many things wrong with this team. And like I just mentioned, we've already kind of gone overtime here, and I, I think you guys see why this needs to be a two-parter, because I I have a whole lot else to say about this situation. We're going to talk about Gallant. We're going to talk about the players. We're going to talk about everything uh, in our next episode. So definitely do not miss that, and that'll be out uh probably sometime on Monday, hopefully uh, in the morning or early afternoon at the latest. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, 
If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.